Welcome, welcome, welcome to the <laughs> Deliberating Pastor Podcast. Hey, I'm your host, Aaron, uh, Pastor Aaron, and we've got Pastor Ken, and unfortunately, we do not have Doug with us today, so... <laughs> so I think we should talk about him since he's not here. I we should talk about him, yeah. <laughs> we are going to miss Doug tonight. Um, but um, hopefully we're going to catch him on the next podcast, uh, the next episode, and uh, I'm sure what we're going to be talking about tonight will probably, uh, there'll be a two-part of this, um, because it's, there's a lot to deal with. Mm. Uh, but my goodness, we have had a lot of rain. It is, and it's cold rain. It's cold. Um, it's like, what was it, yesterday? Yesterday we were in the 70s, 80s, I think it was, and then the high today was like 55. Right. Man. So. Yeah, this is a sleep-in kind of weather for me oh yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> me too I'd, I'd love to just sleep in when it begins the rain you hear the rain hit and uh just something relaxing about uh, about about the rain um so yeah but uh anyways uh tonight we are going to uh we're going to talk about this topic of what i like to call the church hurts mm. Yeah, the church hurts. Um, if there's a place, um, I think where people can get hurt the most, a lot of times is in church. Yeah. So, yeah, I, th- let's- I think we have high expectations of, you know, we shouldn't get hurt by the church. So when we do get hurt, it's kind of takes us back a bit. So yeah, I, you know, I think a lot of it comes down to uh, trust. We mm. put our trust in man uh, instead of. Um, putting all our trust in the Lord, you know, we have, we have to realize that people can can fail you, and, um, well, people can fall in sin. And I think yeah. that leads to uh, church hurts. You're like, oh, man, my favorite preacher, my, you know, my favorite singer, or whatever it is, you know, and they do something, you're like, oh, I thought they were supposed to be a Christian, you know. And Yeah, well, the, you know, I think you find out real crap crack you find it real quick <laughs> and that the well, church they may get on crack <laughs> <laughs> yeah you may find out real quick that uh you know the church isn't a perfect community oh yeah and if it was once i showed up into it it no longer became a perfect community you know right I mean? <laughs> so i think you got to go in with your own self-awareness of you know i got my own baggage um and i need to have my own awareness of that you know i I'm probably going to hurt somebody, not intentionally, yeah. you know, hopefully, but, uh, you know, we're all going to experience some hurt, but that's what family, I mean, it, yeah. it's in your own family. Exactly. And it's, so it's, it, if this happens in our own families, I mean, you would expect it would also happen in the church because it's, it becomes your own kind of family extension of family and, and, um, and, and so it should. Yep. I mean, it should be your your church family that you can go and uh, be a part of and grow together, learn together, and um, of course, that's what that's what I love about that word together. You know, right. When you're reading in in scripture, it tells us to forsake not the assembling uh, together. Um, right. There's this uh, in in order for something to be together, you have have to be you know yeah joined in some way or. Yeah, um, it know, is around family. each other. So, yeah, it's it is a family. Uh, and I think what makes it complicated as far as when there's conflict, you can have conflict in your own, you know, nuclear uh, biological family. 
um, but it's hard to escape them. So you're more motivated to work on those hurts and those offenses. But there's a hundred churches in your county. You know, you get hurt in this church. You know, typically we just then go to another church instead of really wrestling and try to work it out like we should in our own, you know, yeah. nuclear families. Yeah. So um, well, I'm originally from Kentucky, so it's nothing for somebody to get mad and go down a block or two down the street and start another church. Oh, yeah. Well, that happens in Indiana, <laughs> too. <laughs> Uh, I don't see many, very many out in the cornfield where I'm at, you know. But uh. yeah, there's Life Church, and then when they split, it's New Life Church, and yeah, then that's better know. better than New Life Church. And <laughs> <laughs> but you know, you're, you're, that, you know, we laugh about it, but that is the truth. I mean, yeah. um, you know, people get mad instead of trying to to work together, you know, uh, as a family, and and you know, because we make. I think a lot of times we make it about the building. We make it about the programs. We make it about the, you know, whatever that um, that right. church is instead of, you know, hey, we're coming together to uh, to help one another and to yeah. uplift one another, to encourage. Of course, that's what, you know, the Scripture tells us, to encourage one another, to uh, exhort, do all right. those different things. Because what we're doing, we're building up somebody. But here's what's happened. Instead of building up, we're tearing down. Yeah. And, well, we're focusing on ourselves instead of, how we can help others and bless and build others up and encourage them. We're, we're looking inwardly at our own, you know, needs and our own self-interest, and we mess things up when we do that way. Yeah. Sure. I, I, I didn't know if I could read this real quick. I, I, uh, when I began a church in an, uh, uh, well, I didn't begin it, but I, I, I was uh, started pastoring at a new in a new location. Um, I had come, had already come out of a difficult situation prior to that, and I was going to put an ad in the paper. Well, I did. Um, uh, the editor of the paper, it was going to cost like hundreds of dollars <laughs> to put oh, this wow. in. Yeah. And he said, but I tell you what, if you would just agree to writing articles, you know, every other week for the newspaper, um, you know, I'll let you put this in for free. And so I did that for a few years. It was good. I kind of wish I wouldn't have given it up, but I was just doing too many other things at the time, and it was, it became a stressful thing instead of a, a fun thing. So, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, this is this is the article I put into the church because I was really concerned as a local pastor, and it was entitled, "Were You Hurt by the Church?" Maybe it was someone, or maybe it was something someone said or you were treated wrong. You trusted someone and you feel betrayed. Maybe someone you respected never reached out to you when you were hurting and you feel forgotten. If I may stand in proxy of those who hurt you, I am sorry that I have neglected you and that I have not cared for how you have felt. I was not there in your darkest moment. We judged you unfairly and I'm sorry that we have let you down. I've also ignored the deepest part of you, your soul. I was hurt too. too. There were times when I felt the church had, had, that I had served abandoned me and my family. I felt my whole life was spinning off course, and my family and I felt rejected and disillusioned by what had happened. But in a strange way, I've discovered that just as we are hurt by community, we are also healed by community. And God uses imperfect people to help imperfect people. And over the past few months pastoring in Frankfurt, 
I have met many wonderful, yet imperfect men and women, <laughs> ministers and church members such as I. So would you please forgive me and forgive us? We are not complete apart from you. I invite you to return and I pray that you would experience the healing I have. The church will never be perfect place, but it is the place God desires to build an inclusive community of imperfect people to bless the world around us. Wow. So that's, that's just, you know, that was really my heart, you know, because what I had noticed at the church that I had begun attending and then became the pastor of, it was made up of a lot of people that, that were hurt, yeah. it, even in ministry. I mean, we had like four or five other ministers there that were not ministers at that church, but had just left their other churches because they got hurt and found a place of healing where, where, uh, where I was going to church at. So, um, yeah, so it's a big deal. People get hurt a lot. So They really do, yeah. And trying to overcome those hurts, um, you know, you, you may not overcome overnight, no. which is my experience. I mean, I'm still dealing with, um, I hate to say it, previous pastors that um, that pastored many years ago and different things. And uh, people who once came to church uh, were a pastor at, and, um, you know, they'll, they'll say, well, you know what, I'm out of church because of pastor so-and-so and the things that they did, you know, which were um, ungodly things at the time, but, you know, we can't allow other people's right. um, what they do to to um, to cause us to lose sight of who Christ is because that's not who Christ is. Yeah, yeah, and I've I've heard it said I don't know who who's coined the fr- phrase, but uh, unforgiveness is like uh, uh, drinking uh, rat poison and expecting to rat to die. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know, it's you think you're hurting them but you're actually hurting you and all the relationships that you could be building on. Um, but that's kind of what unforgiveness does. And so I guess part of this in this podcast, we want to recognize that um, people do get hurt. And uh, I know Aaron and I, we both, and, and Doug too, would just like to tell our audience that we, as ministers of various churches that we've been a part of, we just want to apologize if you have been hurt and just want to recognize that you, you were hurt and no, it wasn't right. And we just ask that, um, we realize that we're not, um, we're not perfect people and, but the church is not a perfect community. It's an imperfect community Mm -hmm. that desires to honor Christ. And I think if, if we don't learn to resolve our problems with one another, um, we're just going to take that baggage into another relationship. And when that problem happens in the next relationship and we don't know how to deal with it, then we'll, ha- we'll leave that relationship. Yeah. And so I think God's plan is for us to kind of confront some of these things and our own hurts and our own offenses and learn how to work through forgiveness. And because you will become a prisoner to your own unforgiveness if, yeah. if you don't. And, and I know that personally, so <laughs> maybe you do too. Yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah. But, yeah, you're right. And, um, you know, you, you may be listening to this podcast, and I hope you are, and you're probably maybe, – maybe you um, stopped going to church. 
Um, or maybe, maybe you don't go as frequent, you know, um, you know, we want you to know that, that, that God still loves you. And, and in the midst of that heal, that, that hurt, he does want to, to heal you. And, and I think, you know, before we, you know, we talk about, you know, things that have hurt people and stuff like that. Cause right. there's, cause there's numerous, there's numerous things we can talk about because people have been hurt in the church, right. uh, from things. And, but, um, I think, you know, I think, you know, at this point is let's talk about something that just needs to happen. Yes, you've been hurt. Mm. What do we need to do with that hurt? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, yeah, I know that, uh, Ken, you've got some some pointers there. Yeah, I, I think um, hopefully you can learn from <laughs> my mistakes. And uh, I'm always about learning from other people's mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Um, you know, it's like, don't touch the wall. We painted it. What happens? <laughs> We, we touched the wall. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and let let me tell you what what forgiveness is not. Forgiveness isn't just excusing the other person. Um, and I don't think you should be a quick forgive. Um, not saying that you need to harbor it, but sometimes we go and say, "Okay, okay, I know I shouldn't forgive. I'll just forgive," and and we say that, but we really haven't dealt with the real hurts and really reflected on what part that they played that really made it hurt and what I could have done differently. So um, uh, it's uh, um, so if you're just making, if you're quickly excusing them from what they did, um, I mean, you shouldn't, number one, you shouldn't tolerate bad behavior. You know? Oh, no. <laughs> so, and, and forgiveness is not, isn't forgetting. I know there's passages in the Bible about how God, uh, you know, even forgets our sin, but it doesn't mean that God has a memory loss. I mean, it's just that he has chosen to make you a priority rather than the, the sin that you had against him. And so, um, and then forgiveness isn't trying to be best friends with the other person. Oh that, yeah, sure. That, that's a different thing too. So, um, but I think one thing that we need to do is overlook minor offenses, right? Because there's some things that really shouldn't be that big of a deal mm-hmm. when we get hurt. Um, so you're you're going to get. I mean, don't. I just encourage you not to. I mean, I want to say don't be so sensitive, but you know we all have our own things. You know those things that that really shouldn't bother you that do. You know maybe little pet peeves things. Uh, the Bible talks about you know. Um, love covers a multitude of sins. Amen. So there are some things, you know, that you recognize they're not really intentional, that it's not really that devastating, so that you did no need to make a real big deal out of it. So uh, I think with minor offenses, and that comes with any relationship, you know, whether it's your spouse or your children, I mean, you don't want to get on them for every little thing. There are some things you just need to overlook and mm-hmm. just... Uh, instead of continue exposing people's mistakes, I learned to cover it because thank God he doesn't deal with us that way. If he pounced on every mistake I've made, right. I wouldn't even be able to take my first step out the door. So, <laughs> and, and there's so many people out there. That's all they want to do is expose, try to expose people in their, well, God's called me to do that. I need to do that, you know, and, yeah. and it's like, oh, wait up, wait up, buddy. Just back it up a little bit, you know. Uh, you don't know what that person's been through to get to where they're at now right? and what they're dealing with now to get to the next level in their life. 
to to uh, I can't remember if we talked about it on the on one of the previous podcasts, but or episodes, um, you know, about that word perfect mean, meaning to mature and to grow. Exactly. And exactly. you know, if if what we say, um, you know, of course, there's life and death in the tongue. We have the potential of of killing somebody from growing um, maturely in the Lord. Right. If we don't watch ourselves. Right. Right. Absolutely. And so uh, an example for me is, you know, I'll have, you know, I'll have critics about my sermon or something. And I just let it go. I I actually don't mind receiving input because it's going to, I understand it's going to make me a better uh, communicator, a better pastor and stuff. So, um, Although I don't necessarily want to be overwhelmed with a bunch of criticism afterwards. (laughs) You know, everybody wants to hear (laughs) the good stuff. uh, But, you know, I'm not going to say, you know, well, you're awfully too critical. You know, you need to work on that. You know, it's I just need to grow up and suck it up and just even hear the criticism and not get upset about it and just move on. And and sometimes that's very valuable criticism because mm-hmm. one time I preached a sermon and I had some guy come up and say, you know, your, your entire sermon for 35 minutes, you only quoted one scripture. And I was like, I did? I was like, wow, you know, yeah, I need to really be more scripture oriented than, you know, maybe, yeah. maybe my own experiences or whatever. I don't even remember what I was preaching <laughs> on, but when he brought that out, I was like, you know, he said that was a real good pep service, but you only gave one scripture, and I was like, "Oh, wow!" You know, so wow. it's made me reflect, thinking, "Okay, yeah. let's really make this Bible based." Yeah, well, I think I think in those instances, you know, I, I'm not, you know, I have to rear myself back, you know, instead of going, "Well, you know what, you should, you know, <laughs> <laughs> maybe you should be reading more at home," you know, <laughs> um, and, uh, right? You know, right, so right. but but I think in ourselves we have to watch with criticism, you know. Hey, where's this person coming from? Are they are they are they um, making a suggestion or whatever to to help help us better? You know, because here's the thing: we should be forming relationships right with right. the people we go to church with. Yep, yep. And it says somewhere in Proverbs that you know don't rebuke a foolish person, um, basically because they can't handle it. So we need to recognize when people do uh, try to correct us. They see us not as a foolish person, but as somebody that's willing to take that correction and, you know, make something good out of that, really take the yeah. advice and stuff. So, I don't know. Um, <clears throat> I'm trying to um, figure out how to talk about this without getting real specific because, um, you know, we all have real personal hurts, and I, and I really got hurt at the church, too. Um, <clears throat> but but uh, I don't really want to whine about it or at least get so specific that everybody half the audience knows what I'm talking <laughs> about but um i think uh when i when i got hurt i did i didn't know what to do so my default mechanism is just to to close up mm. just to uh it's not to lash out um, but closing up is just unhealthy, and I found out that it is very unhealthy to relationships, just as, you know, somebody that would lash back out. Both are the extreme on either ends, but neither one of them 
help a relationship. So, but anyway, uh, I'll get to that in a minute. But I think the first thing that we need to do is um, the first step is is try not to get even. <laughs> wow! <laughs> don't, don't, don't go Wait, out and but, egg their. But, but Ken, that's our culture. That's what we do. You know. Uh, what's, what, what's the saying? Uh, <laughs> well, it's hard cause you're like, uh, I'd love just to egg their car, you know, or, <laughs> or do something yard, or, uh, or flatten their tire. Or paper or, in a tree. Well, better not do that's gold, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, so I think the first step is if, if you can get to the point, uh, where you don't want to get even because I mean, look at the middle East. I mean, it's, it's always tit for tat, you know, you hurt me, I'm going to hurt you back worse, you hurt me. And so the Middle East is in all these squabbles constantly because yeah. of offending one another. And so where does it end? And um, we can do that with our own relationships. So um, so I think it begins by us not trying to take revenge and recognizing that, you know, just let God do his work. Yeah, yeah. You know? And he said the battle's not yours. Right. You know? Yep. Battle belongs to him. Let him take care of it. Right. Um, I know there's been instances in my life when, you know, somebody, you know, would either do something or say something. And, you know, it, it upset me, you know, right. really upset me. Um, but then I found, you know, I'm like, okay, God, you're going to have to handle this, you know. And then um, that person actually eventually comes back around to apologize and, you know, apologize to mm. me and makes it right, you know. And um, that's what I found. Just leave God at Leave things in God's hands, you know. Yeah, well, well God said vengeance is mine. Mm-hmm. So God has a way of dealing with people better than we could ever, even in our own ugly vengeance state. So we're just going to have to trust God that God's going to work in that situation. Yeah, yeah. So if we intentionally do anything evil, it's, it's you know, that's not what God wants anyway. Right, right. So, um, uh, number two um, is we need to begin looking, focusing on the person and not just on the hurt. Um, the 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 people group that 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 kind of hurt me, um, it was easy to kind of demonize them and kind of think that they um, had plotted to do this for years and you know <laughs> yeah. and and. Um, had only evil intentions, you know, and so, um, but I, God helped me try to see that I need, I wasn't looking at them, I was looking at, at my hurt, and so as I began to look more at them, I recognized, you know, they're, they're fallen too, you know, they, they make mistakes like I do, I mean, I know I've hurt people, not, you know, hopefully not intentionally, but um, they, you know, they have families and stuff that people really care about them and they really care about others. You know, they're not, they're not evil incarnate. Like I wish they, they were, you know, (laughs) you know, um, they, they're made in the image of God and, um, and there may be reasons why they did some of the things, uh, not to try to quickly excuse them, but, um, there are, uh, things where we, uh, maybe insecurities, um, just uh, past experiences in their own family or how they were raised. Mm-hmm. And and so 
you just got to recognize that they've got their own baggage and history that they're carrying and their own burdens and um, begin to see them instead of just what they caused in your life. Right. And none of this takes a quick turn. No, <laughs> it, 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 it actually doesn't. took a few weeks for me not to want to flatten their tires. So I, I was um, reading, a, I was reading a book uh, by uh, a pastor one time and he uh, had, I believe went to a church to preach and he preached a message and somebody from the back, I mean, came up and just was bawling his eyes out and everything else and, and started laying money down. And he, uh, apparently did not want to give to the church because he had, I guess something had happened. He just, the pastor had made him mad at the church or something happened. Mm. And he thought, well, I'll just starve the pastor out. The pastor was full time wow. there, and he's like, "I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna give. I just want to, you know." Right. Um, you know, church, church can do um, make you do a lot of things if you allow it, because it's going to lead to bitterness. Oh yeah. Yep. You know, and uh, it'll destroy you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it's easy to, you know, put the whole blame on on them. I think what I had to realize in my situation is that I didn't help it. I didn't help the whole situation. And this wasn't like a one-time offense. This was like three years of living in hell. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. So this was a, a lengthy thing. So um, I had to look back and say, you know. Now, did you did you leave that ch that church after three or you stayed After in three it? years, yeah. yeah. Uh, or, well, or did, or did I hung out. I stayed in it for three years because, uh, number one, I – it was my only income, and I was afraid, thinking, and not seeing a vision of being going beyond that church. And um, then I thought I felt like maybe that was a Christian thing to do. Um, also, uh, keep my mouth shut and just bear the burden of it. And um, but looking back, um, I am thankful that I've matured since then. I think if there was one thing I should have done is I should have went to the people that offended me and just said, just talk to them about it. And I, I, not that I never did try it. I did try that once, and I felt like I got shut down. But I should have stayed persistent with it, you know. Mm -hmm. I should have been persistent because uh, it was ruining uh really good friendships and relationships sure. that I had there. So, um, uh, and it was only getting worse because I was remaining silent. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, if I had to do it all over, I would have like said, you know, <laughs> whatever you th think you're accusing me of that I didn't do, um, I, I want to continue to explain to you that, you know, I wasn't, I didn't do this. Um, uh, I don't know. I, it was, and my concerns about my relationship with them and how our relationship was, and I, w I was afraid, and it was all, too, about being fearful of losing the job there, you know? Like, ministers, I don't know if everybody realizes this, since you don't, like, pay a regular, um, you know, income. You, you, you do a, a yearly tax thing, but you don't have regular taxes taken out of your income and so when you get fired or booted out you you don't get unemployment 
you don't get that kind of stuff. So yeah, because it's it's considered self-employed. Yeah, it's considered self-employed. So it's you know, and I had a wife and two kids, and I was thinking, oh my gosh, we were we were barely making ends meet anyway, and so I was living in a lot of fear, and so I just kind of shut down, which, like I said, made it worse. But anyway, I so I think a good thing is for us to reflect on. What part did I play in all of this? Because yeah. um, I shouldn't have—I shouldn't even stayed there for three years. You know, I shouldn't have put up with it for three years. You know, I think my problem of staying in it for three years added to the hurt my family received. You know, because my family was hurt too yeah. from it all, and uh, me remaining in it and not being outspoken and sharing my heart and being uh, more transparent, um, even at the risk of losing my job or whatever, I think that um, uh, that was a big error on my part. So, sure. So, sure. but, but everybody may have different, recognize different things. Maybe they go back and say, you know, I didn't help the situation by what I said or by the way I reacted or by the way, you know, you know, and, and, and here's, you know, I, I think that's a good um, turnaround there that the Lord, um, uh, Jesus actually gave his instructions on how to uh, to deal with um, yes. our hurts and and or if somebody uh, either does something wrong against you or sins against you, right. there's, you know, there's a proper way of doing it besides, oh, I need to take this to Facebook or social media and, oh, yeah, you that's... know, just let it go or. I need to call so and so and tell them how you know this this went down, you know. But like you said, you know, maybe if um, at the beginning, if you had just went to them first, and, and which is what Jesus tells us to do, um, you know, when when somebody does it, it says here in Matthew chapter eighteen, uh, verse number fifteen, he says if an, if another believer sins against you, go privately and point out the offense, and if the other person listens and confesses it. You have won that person back. Um, you know, so that's the first step. You know, go to that person. Don't yeah. take it to anybody else. You go to that person who's made that offense. Right. But I think we live in a culture that doesn't do that. Exactly. We live in a church culture that doesn't do that. No. Which this is what causes church hurts. Right. You know, I mean, person gets hurt in church for whatever the reason is. And instead of going to that person and saying, hey, this really hurt me. You know, um, you know they 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 take it elsewhere, or just right. they don't deal with it, and that really st- that stays with you. You right. know, uh, the the saying that says "sticks and stones may break my bones, but words may never hurt me." Right. That's wrong. I mean, words do hurt. Right. Um, offenses, things that you do, it, you know, these things hurt you. Go to that person and and say, "Hey, you know, let's let's talk about this." And it, you know, a lot of times it, it's just a mis communication or something of that effect you know um you know and and go in humility i mean yeah the bible says you know jesus said in sermon on the mount you know take the log out of your own eye uh, before you take the speck out of your brother's eye so even as before you even approach them you need to go humbly knowing that you're imperfect too you make mistakes um and look at your own stuff because if you go in there with the attitude of guns blazing, I'm gonna, 
you know, I'm going to rip into this person. Well, you've gone yeah. with the wrong attitude. You sure have. So, it works both ways there. Yeah. For sure. Um, and then it says, if the, um, but if you are unsuccessful, take one or two others with you and go back again um, so that everything you say may be confirmed by two or three witnesses. You know, so then you can, you know, if they're not, if they're still not wanting to, and this is talking about a brother or sister in the Lord. Now, sure. obviously, living in the real world, yes, you still want to go to that person, um, right. but they may not respond to you um, the same way. But we're, we're talking about church hurt. This is things that's happened in the church. Right. Um, you should have a different reaction and a different uh, um, outcome, you know, than dealing with those out in the world because. Right in the world they're sinners yeah yeah you know we can't say oh you're sinning well yeah they're a sinner that's what they're going to do right right you know as a christian we are not to we have been called out of sin right you know paul said shall we continue in sin you know if i had to put it in my own words he responded with i don't think so right you know right. um or i think king james verse says god forbid yeah. <laughs> i like that god forbid you know um so, you know, you don't do it. But, you know, this is talking about, you know, going to a brother or sister in the Lord that's that's made an offense. And as Christians, we should be willing to listen to the other person. Now, is there, um, and, and of course, again, this is dealing with sin. Sin is a little bit more different. If somebody has sinned against you, um, that's different than just some, um, you know, right. they moved the piano on the right side to the left side, you know. Uh, right. <laughs> or yeah. they took my they took my seat in church. Um, yeah, you yeah. know, there, there's a difference to that. Yeah, um, overlook minor offenses. Yeah. yeah, just overlook those things. But if there's something major, you know, something really just um, really hurt you, you know, down deep inside, uh, go go to them and talk to them about it. Because a true Christians going to listen and hear you out. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so if they don't listen, uh, get you two or three witnesses, go before them and talk to them about it. Um, if the person still refuses to listen, take your case to the church. Then if he or she won't accept the church's decision, uh, then, you know, the, Jesus said, treat the person as a pagan or a corrupt tax collector. Um, I, I like the New Living Translation there. That's pretty, um, when you start talking about a pagan or a tax collector, these people are, you know, it's like the worst <laughs> of the worst. Right, right. Um, but, um you know, especially if they're living in sin. There's living in lifestyles of sin, which I think that's where a lot of church hurts have come because of this word called legalism. Right. You know, we've 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 decided to put uh, man's laws onto people, telling you, you got to live by this or you'll never be yeah. right or have righteousness. Yeah. Well, it doesn't matter what we do. Um, our righteousness is still going to be as filthy rags. Yep. The only way we have been made right is through the precious blood of Jesus Christ. Yeah. And, um, you know, and I, I know some people, they've been hurt because, you know, they've been told you have to dress this way, have this certain attire, uh, or uh, make sure you don't go to these certain places. Or, you know, uh, there's so many different things. And, yeah, there are a proper way to dress. We should dress modestly, you know. And mm -hmm. um, I like what one preacher said he said you know not too much not too uh not too little you know <laughs> i'm like man that's that's a great concept right there you know um <laughs> in, in relation to that verse i don't know if it's in matthew but one of the parallel versions 
in the other Gospels it may say it, but and we quoted about gathering together in prayer, and really it has nothing to do about gathering together in prayer. Uh, Jesus said, when two or three are gathered in my name, there I am in the midst of them. Well, in the context of that, that is when you're approaching, when you are all trying to work things out together with this disagreement that you're having. Mm. Understanding that as you confront people with uh, the hurts that you have and as you come together, just Jesus saying, just let you know, I am there too. Trying to reconcile and work that all out. But we typically quote it as, you know, as we get together and pray, but the whole, con- uh, the whole context of two or three gathered in my name is, is when you're confronting something, a hurt that's happened in the church. Wow, yeah. So, yeah. So, and, you know, I've, I think one of the big things, too, is, is really allowing God to be part of this because the goal isn't so that you will be heard, you know, so that you will get your feelings out. I mean, that's... The goal is, is to keep a brother or to keep a sister. Um, so if you're going in there with the intention of, you know, I'm going to hurt them back or I, I've just got a few things i got to get off my chest, well, I don't think that's, that's the right motive. Right. I think we need to. And one of the good things that we need to do before I forget, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I was like, <laughs> oh, i got to say one more thing. Uh, is is begin praying for that person. Yeah. Because after a while, your heart will start to change for them. And when you hear somebody uh, talking bad about them, you're, you're going to want to defend them because, man, I've been praying for that person, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, and, and you're, you're not going to agree with everybody. Right. That's the thing. And that shouldn't cause a hurt. You know, we think of, uh, who's it, Paul and, um, was it Barnabas? No. Yeah. That split yep. split both ways, yep, yep. and uh, you know, and they still um, treat each other as brothers in the Lord, right? But they just had you know two different things that they wanted to accomplish and do, right. and uh, split you know split different routes, and that's okay. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. okay. Um, but but at the end of the day, you're still brothers and or sisters in Christ, right? Right. Um, and uh, not everybody you know has the same you know, um, opinions about different things, you know, but that shouldn't affect how's, how we uh, serve and love one another. Right. And I hope we're, we're mature enough that we're developing friendships and relationships with people that are very different than us. Um, if you're a Republican, I think you better get some Democrat friends, really. I, you know, I really think we need to have people that... Um, uh, are very different that see the world different uh, we as a church the church has made up a lot of different you know ideologies a lot of backgrounds a lot of cultures and so that is going to cause some conflict <laughs> yes for sure <laughs> you know especially w- what we've experienced recently with the whole COVID we have people that are very against uh, the vaccine and some that are very for the vaccine and so I don't want a church, a group of church folks that are just all for the vaccine or all against the vaccine. We've got to learn to work out our, if the church, local church can't work out our differences and learn to respect and love one another, yeah. then how, do, how are we going to, are we going to change the world? Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think, I think it's important that we, 
yeah, not just try to find people that are just like us. I think we're going to lose out. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. And, and I think I, I made a made a comment uh, one of the previous episodes you know, that the gospel never changes. Right. It never changes, and that's something that uh, Christian people need to bind together. And the gospel never changes. He saved me just like he saved you. Right. And you know, and um, w- the church needs to get to that point. Oh yeah. You know, um, you know, you you may have some rituals that you do in your services. That's fine if that's what you want to do. Uh, you know, you've got this way. You got this song that you like to sing, and that works okay. Or you know, whatever be the case. But at the end of the day, the gospel has never changed. Still, Jesus and Him crucified. His blood atones for our sins. You know, He He bought us with a price. We we're, we're deemed because of Him. Right, right. And, you know, and I think, man, that's, uh, the church has gotten so far just away from that because we're, we're, we're built on, we got to, we got to do things this way or, or that way. But man, why don't a church and a community just come together right, to exhort and to love one another and to help one another, um, and lead people to Jesus. Yeah. You know, um, I think love hurts would be, um, (laughs) not there if we would just do that right you know and and one indication i think to know if you're going in the right direction in in your hurts is if you can eventually wish those people well yeah and when you're able to do that you you are you're on the right path it doesn't mean it's all over (laughs) but i think you've got to look back at those conflicts in life and recognize what went wrong uh what part did i play in it um what made it so unhealthy so you can recognize the next ones because because there are going to be more conflicts you're going to get oh yeah but i tell you sure as uh as i've went through this and other hurts uh unfortunately at least my experience is I have grown the most most from from hurts than I have success mm. and uh even my own failures. I feel like I've grown and matured more, and actually, I can say right now, I feel more whole than I ever have in my life. I feel a sense of wholeness and of well being in not just my relationship with God, but just and with others. And there's a level of maturity that I wish I would have had when I was a teenager. Right, right. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, I, it's it's a growing process. And if, if if I can recommend a couple books that is really helpful, I don't I don't even know if they're considered Christian books, but I just want to tell you that you can learn from non Christians too. So. Uh, you did that in school, so you can, you can, you can continue to do that. Um, uh, so I believe God can give wisdom to even people that aren't following Him and principles. Um, but maybe these people are Christian. I don't know. So I'm just saying these aren't typical books that are in your Christian bookstore. Uh, one of them is called Difficult Conversations. It's by Stone, Patton, and Heen. Uh, a very, very good book. I've heard book. of that one. I've heard of that one. Um, another book that's really helped me in people relationships is called People Smart by Silberman. 
and another book called People Skills by Bolton. And uh, those, uh, you know, as a pastor, uh, recognizing, oh, and there is a Christian one out there that's, um, oh, Lord, what's, what's the, Peter Scazzaro's book, uh, The Emotionally Healthy Spirituality, I think is what it's called. Um, those are all eye-openers, because I think as a church, we look at people's spiritual needs, we want to make sure they're right with God, but sometimes we're not maturing because mm-hmm. we're making the same relationship mistakes over and over and over again. So true. And we just remain immature. So, so uh, I'd encourage you, when I was a young parent, I wanted to be the best daddy ever, so I bought books. I read a lot of James Dobson and some other stuff because I wanted to be a good daddy, a lot of focus on the family stuff. And, and um, we want good, healthy relationships for our listeners too. So you need to be a student. You need to really um, read, listen to podcasts that, that deal with relationship building and stuff like that because it'll be life-changing and you can walk in such wholeness that's... Um, that's where God wants to lead us to. So. Amen. Amen. Can't have healthy churches without healthy families. Yeah, yeah. And you've got to be healthy. Yeah. yeah. Your family's not going to be healthy if no, you ain't healthy. No. So, yeah, take care of yourself. Um, take care of, um, deal with those hurts in your life. Absolutely. Um, you know, we're just, I think we're just uh, kind of scratching the surface yep. on this episode. Yep, yep, and yep. we're definitely going to deal with this again. And. Uh, on the next episode, but I hope you stay in with us. And if you have any uh, questions or uh, comments or stories or any of those things, please um, message us there on Facebook. Uh, uh, Send us something, you know, let us know that you're listening or uh, maybe you've dealt with some hurts that um, either you've overcome in the ways that you did that and would like to share it with us, or maybe you're still dealing with hurts. And I'm hoping that as we uh, kind of discuss this a little bit, that a uh, little bit more, and uh, dive into to it some more, that uh, maybe it'll help you to to realize that there is healing. There's healing in your hurt, yeah. and it can happen. Um, the grace of God does not want you to stay in that hurt, um, but He has a work for you and your family. And um, you know, take care of yourself. Let's be healthy. And uh, we have reached our time. Cool. On this episode. But yeah, I, there's a lot more we can share. We'll do that next I am, podcast. I'm looking forward and to Doug, it. And <laughs> maybe Doug will be with us. He can put some input. So. I hope so. I hope so. And he can keep us kind of uh, on track here because we've been a little bit longer than what we normally are. Oh, really? Oh, no. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, but it's still good. It's still really good. So, hey, um, be blessed. And uh, I am looking forward to uh, coming back with you with uh, me, Pastor Ken, uh, Brother Doug, hopefully. And... Um, Come back on here. We've, you know, got a lot to talk about with church hurts. So you all be blessed and encouraged and know that uh, the Lord's love. He loves you. He's for you. And uh, be blessed. <laughs>